Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. What a just disastrous performance for the Philadelphia 76ers and embarrassing on many, many levels, including Joel Embiid. We'll get to all of it right now. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. You can catch us every day from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. And we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's just start with James Harden and his comments after the game last night. As the Sixers lost Game 5 by 35 points in Miami. From the jump, though, um, you know, what they got, 31 points in that, in, that, in that first quarter. You know, I think we just were engaged defensively, and that slowed down our offense. You know what I mean? We got to be engaged. We got to be locked in. Like, in the second round of the playoffs, on the road or in Game 5, it's not good enough just to play hard. You know what I mean? You got to play hard, and you got to be able to think possession by possession. Um, and we just didn't, you know, put enough – uh, thinking possessions together. Wow. Wow. How, how could you not play hard enough in a playoff game, Carlin? How is that something that Doc Rivers has to say during a timeout? I don't even understand it. What does that say about the leadership on this team? What does that say about the coaching on this team? That's the part of this we got to focus on, Carlin, because we've talked about this at nauseum throughout the course of the playoffs. What does Doc Rivers need to do to save his job? And we went from Doc Rivers certainly being fired after the first two games of this series to Doc Rivers being able to save his job after the two wins in Philadelphia. Uh, you went to that. I did I, I, I went to that. <laughs> but now just looking at the complexion of game five and what I think is going to take place for the rest of the series, which might only be one game, I think we have to call into question the job security of Doc Rivers. There's a very real scenario where Doc is not the coach of the Sixers moving on. Next I year. think the Sixers have major questions all the way around based off of what we saw last night and, and how this is going to play out. Let, let's attack, first of all, the fact that James Harden is saying that playing hard is not nearly enough. Nobody played hard last night for the Sixers. Nobody. So please stop acting as if you did because that never happened. We have to be more engaged defensively said this last hour, that is the equivalent of me saying, of James Harden saying that you need to be more engaged defensively is the equivalent of me saying you really need to stick to that diet. I don't know what's wrong with you. Honestly, when you hear all of the comments out of the Sixers last night from Harden, from Embiid, it was a team that in Game 5 of a postseason series, after they had just come back down two games to none and got their leader back and absolutely took care of business at home, looked like they had no interest. That looked like a middle-of-January trip to Miami. Let's go get an awesome dinner at Prime 112 and hit South Beach. Yeah, it's absolutely unacceptable, especially knowing the importance of Game 5. When you have a best-of-seven series tied at 2-2, the winner of Game 5 wins 82% of the time, Carlin. 82% of the time. So, in effect, the series was on the line with that game at American Airlines Arena yesterday. And the Sixers were a no-show. Carlin, they had nine guys play double-digit minutes 
only three guys got into double figures, and none of them reached 20 points. How is that possible in an NBA game in today's NBA? How well, is that even? How is that? How does that even happen? I don't understand. The only way it happens is if your team's focus is not where it needs to be. And that was clearly the case in yesterday's game. We know what Embiid was focused on, not winning the MVP, but I don't know about the rest of the team. They certainly weren't focused on winning a basketball game, and that's not only an indictment on the character of that locker room, but it's an indictment on the coaching staff too because if you're Doc Rivers, how the hell can you allow that to happen? Well, if that's Joel Embiid's team, then – they absolutely fed off of what his energy was, and his energy was terrible. Absolutely terrible. And he found out on Monday from Woj's report that Nikola Jokic is going to win the MVP, and he apparently was incredibly bummed out, even though he would tell you otherwise, and you saw it reflected in the play last night. Don't believe me? Listen to him beat after the game about not winning the MVP. I'm not mad. Um, no, that's two years in a row. Uh, you know, I've, I put myself uh, in that position. It didn't happen. Um, you know, it's, it's almost like at this point is is whatever. Whatever happens, happens. Um, you know, that's probably, you know, last year I campaigned about it. This year, you know, I answered uh, questions when I was asked and you know in the next you know few years until I retire it's almost like you know t- to me it's just I don't know like I said I don't know what else I, I, I have to do to win it and to me it's like at this point it's like it's whatever uh, it's all about you know focusing not that I wasn't focused on the bigger picture um, but you know it's really time to like really put you know all my energy into uh, the bigger picture, which is the win, the whole thing. It's not whatever, because no. you're spending more time talking about that than you should be after your team just lost Pivotal Game 5. When somebody asks you the question about your thoughts on not winning MVP, you say, you know what? That doesn't matter right now. I'm trying to help my team stay in the playoffs. We're trying to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. I could give a damn about an individual award because we lace them up to get the Larry O'Brien trophy. That's what this thing is all about. It's not just about an MVP award. The guy that won MVP ain't playing right now. I am, and my team still has a chance to be, but not if we play the way we did last night in Game 5. I've been a huge Embiid guy for a long, long time, since he's been in the league. Last night is the first time that I questioned whether or not Embiid could truly have a team that was his team and he was going to be the leader of it. Because when that happened, when, when I see a team respond like that and play off of the energy of its superstar and he is solely focused on his disappointment in not winning an MVP in the middle of a playoff series, that absolutely raises into question whether or not he is equipped to be the leader of the team. Because we're not talking about somebody who's 23 right now. We're talking about somebody who's 28 and has been in the league long enough that that should not be a question. Okay, I don't know if I'm going to go as far as you took it just now. Because I can't ignore what I saw Joel Embiid do early this season before the James Harden trade when it was really just him, before Tyrese Maxey had emerged as the true number two on his team, he was able to carry this team with all of the Ben Simmons drama coming bleeding into this season from last year and the playoffs and all that stuff. That didn't matter. Joel Embiid had this team in toward the top of the Eastern Conference for the majority of the regular season, and he led the league in scoring. 
I'm not going to say he's not capable of being a leader of a team that could be considered a championship. This raises it into question. For no, me. I don't. I don't think it does. I, I mean, because you're already saying that they're one of the teams in the playoff field that you could see winning a championship if they were able to get their act together but and Chris, play up to their potential. But when you have a moment like this. In, in pressurized but they're, but they're moments, here, isn't Carlin. that a major red flag but, that that's what he's concerned about? But, Carlin, they started out round two down 0-2, and when Joel Embiid stepped back on the court, they were able to pull it to 2-2. And you're talking about going up against the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. I understand that. Yeah, but, I, I, don't know, right. I don't know that he's not But you and I both know, number one, they had absolutely no answer for Embiid, and that should not have stopped last night. Even yeah. though they were the number one seed, it was a terrible matchup for the Heat, and yet they stepped on their throats last night. And number two, yes, he was great in those two games. But this one thing, not winning the MVP two years in a row... I just hear it in his tone and in his voice. But, Carlin, it's not the response that we want, but that doesn't mean that Joel Embiid is not a great player. Do you think his game last night was affected by it? Oh, no doubt. I have no question about it. That's my problem. What you're saying that his motivation isn't what it should be? Absolutely, if that's the case. Well, here's what I'll say. We handle and process disappointment differently, and we expected that Joel Embiid would come out with a lot more passion and, and let those frustrations be seen on the court and make his campaign for MVP be seen on the court, and maybe that translates or carries over into next year. I get where we're coming from, but that's just not how we reacted. And because of that, all of a sudden now we're questioning Joel Embiid and whether or not he's capable of being the centerpiece of a championship-winning team. And I don't want to take it that far. But as a leader, did you want more in that moment? Absolutely. But I also wanted more in that moment from James Harden, who's got to step up, knowing that Joel Embiid wasn't going to bring his A game. I also want more from Doc Rivers, who's got to do more in terms of being able to get his guys to buy in and give the requisite effort that it takes to win a road playoff game. And I got none of those things last night. So we can sit here and focus on Embiid, and rightfully so because he is a leader, but there are other guys that are leaders on this team and in this organization that didn't do their damn job last night. I agree, but he's, it's his team, right? So if it's it's his team, that can't be the response. Again, I need to hear more from him because it wasn't just about the MVP. This was also about the fact that he's playing hurt right now, and now he's all of a sudden decided to bring it up. This is a lose-lose situation for me. Uh, You know, if I don't play, you know, uh, probably get called soft. And, you know, if I play and I play bad, uh, you know, probably say, you know, probably come up with a bunch of stuff that I guess is just not good enough. Uh, so, you know, it's all about really, you know, trying to dig very deep and uh, try to do, you know, whatever, whatever I can. I feel like Tony Soprano's mom. Oh, poor you. <laughs> and it's not it. We can't win. It's a lose-lose. Go win the series. The, how, well, well, you were okay here, when you were here, the injury wasn't a big issue in games three and four. Here, here's where he's not wrong though. If he doesn't play, he's going to be considered soft. And if he does play and he's not an MVP caliber why guy, why are we talking about that? Uh, no, I, I'm with you. I don't like the excuses either, Carlin. But I mean, everybody gets defensive when he have a kind of performance that we saw from the Sixers last night. That's inexcusable, and that was Embiid being indefensive. But again, I come back to the lack of awareness because you are a team leader. You need to have more maturity in that moment and recognize that when you're talking to the media, 
You're also talking to the guys in that locker room, and you're setting the tone for what game six is going to be like when you guys get back to Philadelphia. Because now you are in an elimination game. If you lose, your season is over with. So in order to extend it and go to a seventh game, you've got to come out and give your best punch to the Miami Heat, which is something that I don't know that we can say we've seen so far from the Sixers in this series. Well, what I do know is last night it wasn't about a broken orbital bone, and it was about a broken ego with his performance. At least to me it was. Yeah. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Try the $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless with nationwide 5G on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Up next, I am annoyed about something, and you are annoyed about something, and you should be annoyed about something. What? The fact that we are just getting flat out ripped off around this place, and it's garbage, and I won't stand for it, and we're talking about Embiid playing ticked off, we're doing the rest of the show ticked off, and you'll find out why next. Canty and Carlin for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. You know, in a lot of ways, I understand that we're the new kids on the block, so to speak, at least together. Yeah, but, we're, we're kind of a live and let live show, though. Right. Yeah. We're, I, I like to think we're peaceful. Not yeah. a, you know, this music would dictate, you know, that that's kind of our vibe, yeah, generally. We, we can be self-deprecating. Yeah. I mean, the promo for our show is pound for pound, the biggest show on ESPN radio. Exactly. No lies told. None. We embrace it. Absolutely. Yeah. All true. It's Canty and Carlin, in for Greeny today on ESPN radio, presented by... Progressive Insurance. What do your home and auto have in common? Well, they're yours, and Progressive protects them both. Bundle today at Progressive.com. So, we were planning on spending some time talking about Jeannie Buss's comments to Bill Plaschke in the LA Times in their lengthy interview, and about where things went wrong 
You're a huge Lakers fan. Yep. Uh, really caught your attention yesterday. We talked about it on our show weekdays, 3 to 7 p.m. on ESPN Radio Love yesterday. Love how you got that plug in, by Thank the way. Thank you. Slick. Um, <laughs> but we, we spent some time talking about it yesterday, and we, we were planning on talking about it today. And I got up this morning. I stayed in the city last night, and uh, I'm watching TV, and Alan Hahn is on Get Up. Alan Hahn, my, my former partner, my yes. former co-host. Okay. Yes, you co-hosted work, a show work with, with him. him locally on 98.7 FM here in New York. Exactly. So, yeah. former teammate. Former teammate, yeah. Right. Long-established relationship. That's, that's my guy. You, back in the day, Alan and I had a chat when he was interested in getting into radio. Okay. And, you know, I, I, I didn't, I'm not going to say that I guided him along or did anything, but I mm-hmm. just gave him a little bit of advice. But, you know, listen. That's I fine. mean, this is going way back, like when he was coming oh, to the Islanders. Of, yeah. we're, we're talking about like 15 years. Oh, yeah. So, so you think you know a guy. You would think. This morning, I flip on, get up, and there is Han talking about the Lakers situation. She went in the article naming six people, five if you mm-hmm. want to make Linda and Kurt Rambis Rambi, because it's plural. <laughs> so you imagine. I'm sorry. Whoa. Whoa. So, so did he give me credit? For well, the Rambai. Right, let's listen to the whole cut and find out. She went in the article naming six people, five mm-hmm. if you want to make mm-hmm. Linda and Kurt Rambis Rambai, because it's mm-hmm. plural. <laughs> so you have Magic Johnson back in the fold as well. You have Phil mm-hmm. Jackson also having some influence. She's admitting all of this, but saying they're not making mm-hmm. decisions. But are they influencing decisions? Yeah. I, well, are you admitting that Chris Canny was the one that you took that from? No, I didn't the, hear The Rambai quip? I mean, he, he's talking about so, all of the things that... Well, that, that for, bus. for those that don't know, and Alan did know, Chris has been calling the Rambuses the Rambi for years. It's intellectual I mean, property it, it, first theft. Of all, first of all, because some I'm... Some might say plagiarism. Yeah, and we, and we won't stand for it, Many Colin. people would I'm, say I'm that. I'm going to tell you how far back this thing goes. Yeah. This is back when Phil Jackson was running the New York Knicks. Mm-hmm. That's how far back it goes, because... Kurt Rambis was around when Phil Jackson was running the New York Knicks. And when Phil was doing triangle camps with all of his coaches, whether it was Jeff Hornacek or wherever he had on the sidelines in any given year, Kurt Rambis would be down there helping as a defensive consultant. Mm-hmm. So that's where I came up with the whole Rambi situation. Right. And it's so this clever. Is, so this is years. And it's fun, right? Yes. They were making fun of it. All right, We've talked all, about it. They, we've been good. together a couple of weeks. I, I would say I've heard it at least ten times on our show. Exactly. Because nothing... I guess makes me feel better about the Lakers situation than making fun of my own misery. But Absolutely. I will say this. Mm. If you're Alan Hahn, former teammate, supposed to be my guy, invited him to my wedding, him and his lovely wife, you would think that he would give me credit for the Rambi quip mm. when he's on the big stage on Get Up, nationally televised show. Everybody's tuning in for Greeny. You would think in that moment you would give me credit, especially talking about my team and how the Rambi are affecting Jeannie Buss's decision-making progress with the next head coach and what they're going to do with A.D. and Russell Westbrook. You would think that your former teammate would give you some love, give you a little bit of a, a, a credit for doing something like that. But no, no, no citation by Alan Hahn of Chris Canny. Makes me feel away. Uh, by the way, I got uh, two things to jump in here. One, I think the reason he didn't give you any credit is if you listen to the cut again, there were actually some people laughing so I think he got caught up. Oh, in, oh, oh. He got caught up in the, uh, oh, people actually like this. You can oh, hear oh, some people I'm, in the back. So he definitely right. wanted to take full credit for that. I'm killing, he so was, I'm going to take credit. I'm yeah. going to enjoy this Oh, people this are liking this. I'm going to take yeah. credit for it. Secondly, mm. let me bring, I don't know if you guys even know this. You might not even be aware of this. What's this? That's not the only thing. What? They've taken 
from you guys. What are you talking about? So, one of the things every show does is a look-ahead promo. Normally, just one host does it. Even if the show is two people, just one person does it. So, Greeny will do it for our show. And for you guys, normally just one of you two will just do it individually. But recently, what you guys have done is you do it together, and it sounds like this. Coming up Tuesday on Canteen and Carlin, it's not a must-win, but it's a can't-lose in Game 2 for the Memphis Grizzlies. Plus, can the Celtics avoid getting punked again by the Bucks? That's Tuesday, Canteen and Carlin, 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Right, we're, we're building a relationship here with the listeners, and right. we want them to know that we're as invested in it with them uh, as we can be together as a team. Yeah, you guys were, I think, the first show to do that. Because anytime it's, you know, even back to Mike and Mike, it was always either Greeny did it, Golick did it. It was never, a, you, we never combined them. Okay. It was, you know, you guys did it. All right, well, you know. So recently, I'm sitting there working on Barton Hahn, and they hear that, and then they say, hey, maybe we should do that. That sounded pretty good. I'm sorry? Here's today's. Wednesday on Barton Hahn, we have pivotal game fives in the NBA. How will James Harden follow up his big game four? How will the Suns Uh, respond uh, after uh, back-to-back losses to the Mavs? We'll talk all about it on Barton Hahn, 12 o'clock Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN. Let me tell you something. Even down to the football player starting out and ending the lookie. There's There's no way. Allen was your teammate. My teammate, yeah. Bart was my teammate. For a couple of years, yeah. and I filled in with him a lot last summer. And and that's what we're doing. It's just, it's flat out intellectual property theft. That's what's going on. If we were in college, this would be plagiarism, right? You could get oh, expelled for that, oh, right? absolutely yeah. you could be. And, and then I was made aware of one other thing. And it's something that you can keep in the back of your mind here. During the break earlier during the show... We were talking about the Yankees with Nuno back in the studio and Bubba back in the studio. Mm-hmm. And we were discuss- and I threw out this question. Hey, if Aaron Judge ends up going somewhere else, where as a Yankee fan would you rather see him go? It would, be, would, would you rather see him go to the Red Sox or to the Mets? And Nuno, what happened? So there was a gentleman in, this, uh, in the studio by the name of Evan Wilner. Uh, he, you can hear him. Uh, uh, he's the the, the fourth, producer the, for KJM. Right? KJM uh, yeah. producer and fourth member of KJM. Yeah, he's like the fifth Beatle, right? Right, exactly. Uh, he heard your question. He said that's a great topic for tomorrow. So when when you're listening to KJM, that topic, ah. and you hear that topic tomorrow or th- you know Friday, just remember that it came from Chris Carlin. Here's what I will say to that, wow. Nuno. I, I don't have a problem with them actually using it. I do. I don't have no. I don't have a problem with them using it. I have a problem if they don't <laughs> cite where they got it from. Like you got to show your work when it comes to this business, and to not give your teammates credit when they came up with something that you didn't, and then you decide you're going to use it and try to pawn it off as your own. That's that's an issue. Here's what you'll learn about us. We, we, it's fair for us to feel away about it. It's not. It this is. is. This is not us being in our feelings. This is them not treating their teammates with the right degree no, of respect. And, and listen, here's what you need to know about us. And I, I shouldn't speak for you, but in this moment, you can tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. We're team guys, right? We're yeah. team guys. So we just want everybody to excel and do well. Yeah, a high tide raises all boats. Exactly. Carlin. But if you disrespect us, we're going to choose violence. Is that fair? That's fair. Yeah. 
And, and, and we're the biggest show on ESPN Radio, so we're equipped to do it. Exactly. So, and, and I know everybody's caught up in the little two-on-two challenge here where, you know, Han, from his days as a bench warmer at CW Post, is showing me videos two weeks ago of him now still being able to dunk at 51 years old. No joke. He actually brought out his phone. He said, look at this. Look at this. I, I dunked the other day. He's six foot six. You better be able to dunk, okay? <laughs> if I was six six, I would not be able to dunk because I'm over three hundred pounds. Yeah, Han is Gra- not. Gravity has a different effect on you. Exactly. I love Bart. Great athlete, but we're going up against somebody in Jay Will that gets up three hundred shots a day on a light day. It <laughs> was the number two pick in the draft. So I know you're all caught up in that. Which, by the way, Chris and I will be calling the play-by-play for on June 1st. We got roped into that. I'm, exi- I'm excited about it. And you know what, Carlin? Yeah. I can't say that I won't be biased when we're doing the call. Yeah. Because based on Alan Hahn's behavior and now Bart Scott jumping in on the act, too. Yeah. I feel like I got a root for KJM. I got a root for Jay Will and Keyshawn. Yeah. I have to. Like, I mean, they've never stolen my intellectual property and pawned it off as their own. Yeah. Yeah, so I got to roll. I got to roll with the KJM guys. I got to go with the morning show guys. Here's what I know: we're we're gonna be doing that. My primary goal is just hoping somebody doesn't die yeah. in the middle of the game. Yeah, and I, I think that we have to start maybe looking out for ourselves a little bit more. Yeah, I'm gonna root for. I'm gonna root against Barton Hahn like you root against Doc Rivers and James Harden. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong with any of this, Nuno, Bubba? Are we wrong in any way to be annoyed by our topics, our sayings, things from our show just flat out being pilfered with no credit? I mean, the lack of credit is very disturbing. Yes. So, I mean, and, you know. Cite your sources. Yeah, that's you all. Got, that's you, got, you know, it's, just, it's a lack of, lack of respect is, is clearly what's happening here. Mm-hmm. And it's sad. Well. We're new. At least I am. You don't try to pick on me. That's fine. I don't like it, and we're not going to stay up for it. What you will find out is we're here for all the smoke. Oh, yeah. Like John Moran said, we're running up the chimney. We (laughs) want all the smoke. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Doc Rivers not getting enough heat off of last night either. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. We could talk about Embiid. We could talk about Harden. 
We can talk about it all. You and I spent time yesterday talking about where Doc stands with his future right now. When you are in the middle of the game and having to coach effort, that does not speak well of the way the team views you. Yeah, either you're coaching it or you're letting it happen. And that's the biggest thing with Doc Rivers because this team has been too inconsistent in terms of the level of intensity that they've played with, particularly on the defensive end, but then also the effort. And, yeah, Doc Rivers tried to get those guys to respond in that huddle in the second quarter, and they proceeded in the second half to get outscored 64-41 to by the Miami Heat. So clearly the pep talk that he gave them didn't work. And that's the one thing that we worry about moving forward is Doc being able to get his guys to respond in those critical moments that decide what kind of season you're going to have. And no, none of those moments are any bigger than game five in the second round of the playoffs against the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. You know, Doc's joking around about burning the tape and all that and watching the tape. I don't even know that taking all of the bad from that game and putting it on a tape and showing it to your team is really going to do enough. Mm. You know, I, I, to me, that, that's something that's the motivational tactic for a coach sometimes, right, is to show you this is just how bad you were in the postseason. I, I wonder, I don't want to use the words tuned out, but I don't see where the doc influence is an incredibly positive one in all of this, and it has to make you believe that the dynamic through and through is not a good one when you have Harden kind of doing his thing, you have Embiid bummed out by not winning the MVP, and you have Doc trying to plead with guys to play hard. Well, I'll take it to a different place, Carlin. I mean, think about this. The remaining teams in the Eastern Conference playoff field, show me the coach that Doc Rivers is definitively better than. I know that Ime Adoka is a rookie head coach, but are you ready to say that Ime Adoka is a lesser coach than Doc Rivers? Based on what I've seen so far, absolutely not. Okay, Coach Bud has got a championship on his resume. Yep. Okay, and Eric Spolstra, do, do we need to go down that road? No. Okay. No. So, I mean, when you start talking about the Sixers taking the court at this stage in the NBA postseason, you're talking about them not only having to overcome their opponent – but having to overcome their own coach. Is that the place that you want to be in if you're Daryl Morey or your Sixers ownership? Probably not. And there's nothing that I've seen throughout the course of this series that leads me to believe you can justify running it back with Doc Rivers and thinking you're going to get a different result. I don't think you can. And the problem is really going to be, well, who's the guy then? Are you going to go from there and you're going to go to Mike D'Antoni? That's not much better. Well, we have been talking at length about what we saw last night, both in Miami and what we saw in Phoenix. And right now we get another perspective from ESPN senior NBA writer Andre Snellings, who joins us right now. Andre, it's Chris Carlin, Chris Canty. We appreciate the time. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing good, and I'm all, you know, warmed up just in case I got to jump in the fight. We talking about throwing hands and choosing violence, you know. I ain't no wow. good dude either. So, Are know, we in the right here? Yeah, that's what I was about to ask you, Andre. Has, have you ever seen another NBA analyst that has pirated one of your takes and not given you credit for it? Um, Not directly, no. But I actually uh, did something similar on Monday, but I did try to give credit. You know, uh, one, one of my teammates on um, the, the Best Bets article that I write on ESPN um, pointed out that the Memphis Grizzlies every, uh, in these playoffs, every time they'd gone – over the the scoring margin, um, the scoring line. Then the next uh, the next game, they have gone way under by an mm. average of seventeen points. And so um, when when I was on daily wager, I, I used that stat. 
but I pointed out that I got it from my colleague on, on you know, on, on the best bets article. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to avoid having my, my, my teammates uh, plotting my demise uh, uh, the way I'm hearing on here. See, well, Dr. Dre cited his work, and that's yeah. all we're asking. Like, just, just cite your work, give credit where credit is due, but that didn't happen for us with our teammates Barton Hodge. You know what he is? Ethical. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Andre, let's get into <laughs> it. Please make sense of what happened in Miami last night. I really can't. Um, you know, after all of the comeback in Philadelphia, after Embiid came back and they won two games and they came back to Miami 2 all, I really thought last night was going to be a battle the way that y'all are talking about. You know what I'm saying? I thought that the both sides was going to come out, you know, with, with their elbows as sharp as their jump shots. And, and then we were really going to get an old-school knockdown, drag-out brawl. Instead, one team came like that. The Miami Heat came like that. The 76ers came out like it was game 17 in, you know, January on a Tuesday on the second half of a back-to-back. You know, like I I, I was surprised. And um, I'm not sure, you know, um, Barkley watching the game was saying that he thought that Embiid came out flat. You know, heard people say, well, maybe he was upset about the MVP. Um, you know, we, we saw Embiid catch a bow to the face relatively early in the game. And so maybe, you know what I'm saying, the, the injury was still messing with him. But even before that, they just did not look like they should have looked in that situation. And I really can't explain, you know, what would cause a team in that situation to come out that flat. Talking with the ESPN NBA senior writer Andre Snellings on Greeny. And, Andre, I know they say it's always sunny in Philadelphia, but it feels like it's awful cloudy with them getting <laughs> ready for game six. I wanted to ask you, if you're a Sixers fan – what should you be more disappointed in from Joel last night? The performance or the post-game press conference where he spent over three minutes talking about how disappointed he was but not getting the MVP this season? Yeah, I mean, to me, I think it's an indication that his focus wasn't where it needs to be. And, uh, again, like we just were talking about, it, it seemed to play out that way on the court. So, um, you know, had they just lost – last night that's not something that would have been all of that shocking right they were playing in Miami Miami had the the home court advantage you expected to get their best punch you just didn't expect it to be a knockout blow the way it looked so if if I'm a fan of the 76ers I'm not giving up because we still are one game away from sending it to a game seven and we we just saw that the Philly won both games at home um and presumably you would think that each game that Embiid comes back and plays, he should be a little bit further removed from the initial concussion and, and, and fractured face. So, you know, hopefully he should be able to play a little better. So, um, I'm, I'm, you know, he, he, Embiid has carried them this whole season. He's carried them through the whole aftermath of, of Ben Simmons and, and everything that happened with that. So if I'm a fan of, of the 76ers, you can only be so bad at Embiid. But, man, I'm hoping that the Embiid that shows up tomorrow and, and brings his teammates with him is the one we've seen most of the season and not the one that was apparently really upset that, that uh, he didn't get that in award. Andre, off of what we saw with Phoenix last night, are they going to wrap this up in six, or is this simply one of those series where the home team's going to win every time out? <sighs> you know, we, we, again – I'm I'm expecting the 76ers to show up the way that they did they did not last night. If they show up 
than before the, put it like this before this series started um, and before we, we thought that Embiid was going to be out, I picked the 76ers to win in six. And then after, you know, there were questions about Embiid's health, I had to reverse it and, and pick the Heat in six. But now Embiid is back. So my point is, I think that they're the slightly better team if both teams are playing at, at, at their capacity. So I would expect it to go seven because I would expect the 76ers to show up. I, I hope last night was just an aberration, not something that, that we expect to see moving forward. Andre, looking at the late game last night between Phoenix and Dallas, the Suns were able to bounce back after dropping two down in, in Dallas against the Mavs, and you saw big performances by Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, yet this is the third straight game where we've seen a lackluster performance by Chris Paul. Assuming that the Suns are able to advance to the Western Conference Finals, is this version of Chris Paul good enough to beat whoever's going to wait for them in the Western Conference Finals, most likely being the Golden State Warriors? You know, um, my my one of my dad's best friends uh, used to have this expression he would use, and I'm sure he didn't make it up, but he would say, you know, like, I'm not the man that I once was, but I'm all the man once that I ever was. And, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get that sense from Chris Paul. We've been marveling at how amazing he's been these last couple seasons with the Suns, but that man turned 37, and it's like he immediately aged 10 years. You know, like, since he turned 37 – he done had a game where he had more turnovers than he had assists. He had a, a game that he had more fouls than he had points. And then he had the game last night where, you know, he, he was distributing. He was getting his teammates involved, but his shot was off, and he just wasn't attacking. It wasn't, you know, like just watching the game, it seemed like whoever was defending him, all they had to do was get in front of him, and he was going to turn back. He wasn't the Chris Paul we expect. So I don't know if there's something else going on. I can't imagine that he got – Oh, that quickly, you know, so um, I have to feel like he's going to bounce back at some point and be all the man that he once was um, a little more often. This has been three games in a row. I'm not expecting another three game in a row absence. If he has another one of those in these playoffs, then they're done. All the teams that are left are just as good as they are. They need Paul to be approximately what he's been to have a chance. I'm thinking that Paul will be there, but, you know, now there's doubt where there wasn't doubt before. NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight. Celtics hosting the Bucks, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. Andre Snellings, ESPN senior NBA writer, with us. Okay, uh, give us a minute on that game tonight and how you see the Celtics and Bucks playing out the rest of the way here. Woo, so... You know, talking about giving credit where it's due. I've been on this energy that the winner of the Celtics Bucks series was going to, at the very least, represent the Eastern Conference um, since before the playoffs started. You know, I've been, been been writing and saying that for a minute. So this series is is looking exactly like I thought it would. It, it, it's a heavyweight matchup. All I'll say is this: um, the Bucks over the last two playoffs. You know, I think in their last seven or eight games um, where they've lost. They've come back and won the, the next game by an average of double digits. Um, and, and I think they've won seven of those, those eight, eight games. So we don't know that's going to happen tonight. They're playing in Boston. And Boston, especially after Giannis dunked on Al Horford, uh, Horford's response, they showed that they're ready too. <laughs> so the game that we didn't get last night, I'm expecting that tonight because neither one of these teams back down. So – um, I, I picked the Bucks in seven when uh, before the series started. 
I'm going to stick with that. But, uh, yeah. Uh, tonight you ain't saying it with TV. your chest, though. <laughs> you hey, ain't saying it with you know your what? chest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tweeted that last game. I was like, hey, that was a say it with your chest win by the Celtics. And so, you know, they, they said it with their chest. But you know what? Giannis tends to do the same. So, you know, uh, I, I, I can't wait to see, you know, what, what, what comes out on the court tonight. Andre, awesome stuff. Appreciate it, man. Enjoy. All right. Thanks for having me. Andre Snellings, ESPN senior NBA writer, joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. In for Greeny, cutting the price of your wireless bill. Feels good, really good. Actually, it feels great. You should try it. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless, now offering our $45 silver unlimited plan with 5 gigabytes of hotspot and nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 silver unlimited plan from Straight Straight Talk, Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Oh, look who's here. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't mind. You took your time with that read, too. To buy. I brought some tissues for Chris. I didn't realize. Wow. Wow. About, See like, where we at now? That, you know, as we know in the business, sometimes you hear something that works, and yeah. it comes to mind, you use it. Yep. And, it, and it worked, and it worked in that moment, and I thank you. And, of course, you just glaze over the fact that two weeks ago on Get Up, I'm, like, quoting you, and it wasn't even your quote. It wasn't my quote. It was Tom Coughlin's quote, right, but that's so beside the point. I give Tom Coughlin credit exactly. for everything that he says, just like you should have gave me credit for the Rambot quip. That's all we're asking for. Uh, how do you but the, the level of disrespect coming from you and from Bart Scott, we will not stand for as a show unit. And as I sit here with you right now, Chris Carlin, we're in the middle of a segment. We're interviewing ESPN NBA senior writer Andre Stellings. And what is Alan Hahn doing? He's by the door trying to signal to me while I'm trying to stay focused and do a damn radio show. That just shows you the level of respect or disrespect that they're willing to show us. And we're pound for pound, the biggest show on ESPN radio. (laughs) I've got another read to do. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.